0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, RotoViz radio listener, this is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast, and I've got a special deal for you today. Go to rotoviz.com, click the subscribe button.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Best basketball Show on Rotoviz Radio. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overton Marlin. Delighted to be joined again on the show and on the entire series by Zachary Kruger, who you can follow on Twitter at ZK underscore It has been a lot of fun bringing you through the series so far and we continue to, to ramp up the episodes here, bring it all your way over the, the next couple of weeks throughout the offseason. I know Best Ball It's becoming more and more popular. We've been playing it for a number of years but uh, I can see it uh, just gaining traction more and more each and every season and I think uh, if you've listened to the show so far you'll know why uh, we love it and uh, why it's time to either dip your toes in or continue to lead yourself towards success in your leagues. On today's show, we are going to dive a little bit deeper into the Best Ball Win Rate Explorer. We have talked about it in a number of shows. We're going to look a little bit deeper um, at that. It, it pretty much is one of the, the main tools we use on the website when we're doing the podcast, when the guys over there that are uh, doing the writing uh, off their pieces that you'll be reading if you are a subscriber to the site. Um, it really gives so, so much uh, information, particularly when we're looking at Best ball. So we're going to dive into it on today's show. Um it is kind of it's pretty much um you know f- four or five tools wrapped into one tool. Um it does have the player win red explorer, the positional heat map, the stack analysis tool and the stack explorer. Um and you can play about it with all the different formats you can export the data to from it um in terms of CSV files and much, much more. But it is the WinRid Explorer, but it is pretty much a number of tools wrapped into one. So there, there's so much there. So Zachel Put the pressure on you. What is the Best Ball One Road Explorer?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean this is one that I'm happy to explain because I, I thought it was really awesome when uh, Mike Beers came out with it last year. It was around summer 2020 when he had released it. And I remember opening the tool for the first time and it was just it was just insane, all the amazing things that you could see within this tool, which I'll go over real quickly. But I, I would say that if you if you really have looked at the road tools or maybe you haven't. Uh, if you haven't given enough attention to the Best Ball Win Rate Explorer, if everything that we're going to talk about here sounds foreign to you and you're a this subscriber who has even messed with Best Ball just a little bit, I would say head on over to the Best Ball Win Rate Explorer as you're listening to this podcast and check it out because there are a lot of awesome things that you can take a look at. Um, it, overall, it has five different tabs on there. It's got a summary table, which covers the last four years of FFPC Best Ball League's Literally every player who was drafted, you can filter it from anywhere, drafted from one time to drafted 100 times or more. You can take a look at that. It gives you their ADPs, their win rates, the fantasy points scored for last season, what percentage of those um, teams that had those players finished in the top six, and even the average score for the particular year of teams that that player was on. So there's a lot of really awesome things right in that little summary table alone. And we haven't even gotten into... Uh, other tools within this tool like you said like the player win rate explorer which we're going to talk about in just a second but in addition to the summary table there's a player win rate explorer there's a positional heat map there's a stack analysis and also the stack explorer too so we're going to take a little bit deeper look at the positional heat map the player win rate explorer um, and even the stack analysis tool so people can have a better understanding of what they're looking at here but All in all, I would just kind of call the Best Ball Win Rate Explorer tool the Swiss Army Knife of Best Ball tools. I'm not sure if anyone else has anything out there that's even close to this. It's a very easy tool to get lost in. You can mess around with a lot of different things in here and really have a good time uh, looking at everything if if you're in fact building your best ball teams or maybe you haven't built any best ball teams yet but you have had some ideas about doing it and you want to see if you think your ideas may work out. You can, you can plug those things into the best ball run rate explorer and you can get a good sense of whether or not perhaps some of these strategies that you were considered doing, if you have fact played, will work and then putting them to use in an actual best ball draft. Yeah,
1: and put it into the kind of functional way that, that you can. The thing, it's obviously RotoViz. A lot of the stuff is visual in terms of the data. And I think this year is one of the tools that gives that in the, the best way in terms of you mentioned like, um, you know, the heat maps. It's pretty simple, you know, if it's green it's good, if it's red it's bad, and if it's white or if it's orange it's in the middle, it, you know, it, it's pretty self-explanatory, but it, it gives um, so much information you can really zone in on where that good spot is that you're trying to look at that data and you can dive in further then as well. Um, the other thing that we're going to mention I'm going to put you on the spot for is not just the best ball win rate explorer, but also the player win rate explorer, just you know, what is the difference when we're looking here at best ball overall versus the player's that are
2: given that one rip. Yeah. So the player win rate explorer is a really awesome portion of this tool. I'm going to open it here real quick, but if we take a quick look at this, when we first open it up, there's a top tab up here that says focus player. Obviously that's kind of going to be the key player that you want to take a look at. It gives you some best ball summaries, some construction analysis, what their run rates look like over the last several years, but then you can go down to this a uh, section that says Stack Analysis FFPC, because that's what the format that we're talking about, tool. And in this case, uh, it's defaulted to Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper with Dak Prescott being the focus player. This is looking at 2020. We can see that a three-player stack with those three players. There were 26 teams in the FFPC that had that three-player stack. Only 7.7% of those teams ended up having um, winning their leagues Obviously that was due to the Dak Prescott injury, but that is a tool that you can really kind of get a good sense of how different builds may work out for you. Now, one thing that I wanted to talk about with this tool, just a little bit more because it essentially does focus on stacking and gives you some tremendous um, looks at how different win rates may be affected.
1: Another good example, I think, when we're looking at it, we're, if we're flipping to both sides of the coin, we did obviously have Dak Prescott getting injured. And that was going to mean that a lot of those players probably were, or, you know, a lot of those stacks were probably going to be affected. And his win rate would be affected as well. If we look down at Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, for example, a more positive end of the thing, winning the MVP. If we, The, the nice thing about it is, and we talked about the visualization of it, you can instantly put in Aaron Rodgers, and it comes up basically his last four seasons. So 2017, only a 3.2% win rate. Then we had 2018, 7.5%. We had 2019, 69 But if we look at 2020, it was 12.9%. So you can see specifically, if you, if the only thing you did that season was draft Aaron Rodgers, you had a 12.9% win rate over all those teams. So in that particular um sample size you know there's six five, nearly 1600 teams last year that drafted Aaron rogers and um, that led to that so it's you know 12.9 percent off those teams is is a large sample size we looked down at when we're splitting it into the stacks again as you would expect Devontae adams had a monster season last year Aaron jones had a pretty good season at the running back position but again this is going to show a little bit about where the value in those positions can be so Devontae adams was pretty much a historical pace he was having at one particular point in time and and some of the numbers he did put up actually were franchise records for the packers but um if you stacked adams or sorry rogers and adams It went from Rodgers' win rate of 12.9% up to 14.3%. So it did increase your chances of winning. Um, The other one then was if it was stacked uh, with Aaron Jones, took it up to 14.2%. But if you had a three-player stack, which in all honesty, uh, there was only nine teams had that three-player stack, so they worked it out well. You ready for this one, uh, Zach? Uh, I I don't think anyone could guess this one percentage. (laughs) If you had the three-packers on your roster, those nine teams, 44.4% 44.4% win percentage but again that is a small sample size so that's basically that you're getting you know four of those nine teams won their leagues but uh, it does give you the breakdown pretty much with Aaron Jones with Devonte Adams with the three of them together you can put in as many players or you can put in up to two players sorry and that and you can check through the last four seasons as well so so much data that you can just dive into but again all done through visualization charts which is one of my favorite things.
2: Yeah. And, and you're, we're talking about stacks here. And I think that one of the most commonly assumed things when discussing stacks is that you're pairing a player with their quarterback. So you're usually talking about running back, tight end, wide receiver, pair with a quarterback. One thing that I think that we also need to discuss a little bit with stacks and perhaps even try to normalize a little bit more is the idea that you can stack an offense without having a quarterback. You can not only stack an offense, but in the FFPC leagues, you can stack a team without having a quarterback because they also have kickers and defenses in this. So one of the things I was curious to see, I put into the best, or I'm sorry, yeah, I put into the uh, player win rate explorer here. I wanted to take a look at how the Kansas City Chiefs performed in 2018 without Patrick Mahomes, who we know had Uh, the highest win rate of any quarterback in FFPC League since 2017. His win rate was just over 23% that year in 2018. But how could a Kansas City stack look without him? So just to give a little bit of perspective, uh, you may not be surprised to hear this, but they could do pretty well if you get the right pieces. So I went ahead and made Tyree Kill the focus player in this, and I added Travis Kelsey to it. Uh, their their ADPs were just far enough that year that you could easily stack both of those. Kelsey was going at 17.1. Tyreek Hill was going at 30.6. Uh, this is just a, a, this we're we're just dating ourselves now with these ADPs. These sound so so old compared to what we're seeing these days. But then what I also did is I paired them with Harrison Butker, who's just had an ADP of over 200. He's their kicker. So what I wanted to do was see how could players like that. Perform, um, you know, if 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 they're all stacked together and playing on a good offense, which the Kansas City Chiefs in 2018 were one of the best offenses in the league, perhaps ever. Only eight teams were able to triple stack Hill, Kelsey, and Bucker. But even without that quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, they were still winning 50% of their their leagues. 50% of those eight teams ended up winning their leagues they averaged over 2800 points with those builds just an absurd amount of points to think about it's almost hard to believe that half of those teams still didn't finish in first and it's a way to still get good pieces of an offense good pieces of a team without having to necessarily stack the quarterback if we take a look at 2020 here i'm sorry at 2019 where Lamar Jackson had his breakout season, again, another offense that played very well. But what I wanted to look at with the 2018 Ravens was a team that was a little bit different than the Chiefs and that they focused more on running the ball than passing the ball. We know that the Ravens have had one of the uh, most run-heavy offenses in the league since Lamar Jackson took over as a starter. So what I did in that case was I wanted to take a look at not only the Ravens' rushing side, upside, but also – how that may work with teams that um, you know have a good defense as well. So what I did is I put in Mark Ingram as my focus player. The Ravens ran the ball a lot. I made the Baltimore defense my my defensive pair with them, and then I made Justin Tucker the kicker to pair with these three because Justin Tucker is an elite kicker. And with the Ravens team that's running the ball so much, there's probably going to be less opportunities for other teams to score on them. And this team won a lot last in in 2019. That three players stacked their 11 players who did that. They had an 18.2% win rate, averaged over 2,600 points for those teams. So all in all, what I think this really shows is different ways that you can stack a team without having to necessarily have the quarterback. There's also other place pieces we could plug into there, but I just thought that this was an interesting little test to kind of do and to mess around with to show people that you can get good win rates out of teams without having to have a quarterback when you're talking about stacking.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
3: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: So moving on then to the positional heat map, uh, specifically for FFPC leagues, when we're looking at this one on today's show again. Um, Again, a lot of the stuff we are, that is my preferred i've mentioned this in a number of the shows in my preferred platform to play on but there is fanball there is best ball tens there is you know underdog there's so many different platforms but the tools uh that we're talking about on today's show specifically are for the ffpc but they will also pull in that fanball and best ball 10 data as well but when we talk about the positional heat map um what what are we looking here what should the listeners be looking for when they dive into the tool
2: so the positional heat map is actually a really fun way to break down everything that has happened in FFPC Leagues since 2017, and it literally gives us a round-by-round look at these things. Now, if we want to, we can sort for a specific year rather than look at all four years as a whole. But for the sake of this exercise, we'll just keep it all together. So when we look at this, at this here for the specific um, example, We see that running backs tend to boost win rates early on. We see that if you're picking fourth overall, they can boost your win rate by almost a full percent. If you're picking fifth, over 3%, over 6 by 2%, and so on. We can scroll through this positional heat map and see different ways that win rates are affected. We even have, uh, perhaps at the only area on this on-road, if I recall correctly, a visual representation of what the running back dead zone looks like. Uh, if, If you're not familiar with the running back dead zone, I would definitely... Search that in RotoViz a little bit. You'll find a couple of different articles on it. But the positional heat map offers an actual visualization of what the running back dead zone looks like and can also give us different options on where we could pivot to if we decide by search, but to search for another position on the heat map like wide receiver or quarterback. So, what it does is again, it just shows you how you can boost your win rates depending on where you're selecting from uh, with what position you are picking. And it shows you how to optimize your teams in that way. Again, it's just one of the many tools, but it's a good tool to look at. doesn't necessarily mean you have to follow these rules, but there are several drafts uh, over the course of the years that have been rolled into this. So it gives you a good sense of what you're doing and lets you know if what you're doing may be the right thing or not
1: yeah a couple of interesting things to always notice in this tool uh, is when you go in and look at it if we go in you mentioned the running back dead zone there you're going to see it clearly and it's going to be more orange and red of course Uh, there will be some green in there but if you look at the majority of the rounds pretty much between round four and round ten there's a a large amount there uh, in terms of you know not positive colors we touched on this on one of the recent shows about the wide receiver position if we flip that over then we look at it basically between round three all the way to uh, round seven is pretty much positive now round seven is a little bit less positive but round three through six and if we look at those maps basically on top of each other it's showing that if we can get our running backs or sorry our wide receivers between round three and round six and our running backs then slightly after it's going to help with those win rates overall when we combine the two of those together and the other one that we talk about is the elite tight end if we look at the win rates for tight end over the last four years we're going to see uh, in those first two to three rounds a lot of green and um, getting that elite tight end to set that foundation for your roster as well so lots of things that you can look into and dive in and of course there is going to be times where those things aren't going to be um every single time. But if we look at the, the the volume of drafts that is in there over the last four years it is a very high sample size um, and it gives you a lot of additional information that can be slotted into that. So I would I would highly recommend checking that out as well over there um, in terms of the positional heat map. Um, in terms of the, the stacks and the, the stack analysis uh, part of the tool, I mentioned it, you mentioned it as well, it's like a Swiss Army knife, talk, we're talking about one tool here that's doing all of these different functions, uh, and again you mentioned Mike Beers putting together, I think Beers is one of the best at this sort of thing in the entire industry, absolutely phenomenal, um, but in terms of the the stack, uh, the upside stack and the
2: Stavis stacks, what are we diving into here Zach? Sure, so we'll just touch on a couple of these, but I thought that they were interesting because some of these stacks that you're seeing near the top in uh, win rate percentages aren't probably necessarily what you would expect to see at the top. So um, when I take a look at this, we'll we'll, we'll go over highest upside stacks first, which is sorted by the top percent of teams in the top 2% across all leagues. What this does is it allows you to look at things Um, From a team stacking perspective. So what we mean by that is stacking multiple players on the same team, just as we discussed earlier. Uh, This is no different here. What we see is that there are a lot of high upside stacks that feature kickers on the team, which you maybe goes a little bit against the conventional wisdom. I think, again, we automatically imply that it has to have a quarterback on the same team, that it has to have a wide receiver on the same team, and maybe even the tight end. That's not necessarily the case. If we sort the highest upside stacks based on the top 2%, it gives us five here, and three, four of those stacks actually show the kicker being one of the main linchpins in this, in, in these high upside stacks. Uh, this does not defer either for the safest stacks, but we'll get to that in just a moment. But what it looks at, again, is stacks within the same team. So we see stacks where it's the place kicker one, the RB two, the wide receiver two. That was actually the stack that landed highest in the top two percentile at 3.07%, which is, I just think, something that you wouldn't expect, which is why I wanted to touch on a little bit. I think that it very often we consider high upside stacks, or even safe stacks as players who are unquestionably the, the leader at their positions, here we actually see a case where the highest upside stack features not the RB1 on his own team, but the RB2 on his own team, which I thought was very interesting. Now if we move it down to the safest stacks, what we see here is this is teams that finish in the top 6%, and the safest stacks here, number one again, is that team that has the place kicker, the RB1 of their own team, and the RB2 of their own team, those stacks came in at a 56.1% top six finish. So again, these teams aren't necessarily winning, but you can argue that they're safe and that because of their safety, there's some upside that exists. Um, you know, when it comes to drafting these, these teams and these players, I think that it's very interesting to just consider that Sometimes stacking players, sometimes building out teams doesn't always go the way we expect it to. I think sometimes we get very much caught up in always having the best players on these teams. And we assume at times that if we're not able to stack these elite players that all hope is lost and we're simply not gonna have a stack, finding that defense, finding that kicker, to perhaps round out a stack with maybe a, a RB2 or a RB3 or maybe a wide receiver two on their own team. These are stacks that can actually do very well for you if you're getting the right players, perhaps chasing the players on the elite offenses like a Kansas City, like a Baltimore, maybe like a Buffalo or even a Green Bay. These are teams that if you're stacking them correctly, they don't have to be the best players on their team to still offer you a strong stack or stretched over the course of a 17-week season
1: not a lot of interesting stuff there and when we talk about the stacks and diving into it, just again visually all there gives you so much more information than probably more information than you need but it's going to give you all the information you need to set up those best strategies uh, as we kind of look to combine the you know the, the win rate explorer then with the the roster construction explorer the ffpc command center and much more to get the optimal Uh, teams as we head into the season hopefully you have enjoyed today's show where we did dive a little bit deeper into the best ball one route explorer um you know if you if you are a road of a subscriber i'd recommend to, to check it out if you haven't already if you are a subscriber too maybe some of the information we talked about will help you in using those tools but if you aren't a Rotoviz subscriber and you are interested as a podcast listener you can save 10% off a one-year Rotoviz subscription all you have to do is add the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout or by going to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more additional information that's going to do it for today's edition of the series it is the best best ball show on Rotoviz radio check out all the great work as well up on rotoviz.com and if you or so inclined. Drop us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. My name's Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. My co-host for the series is Zachary Kruger. Follow him on Twitter at ZK underscore Until we're back with the next episode of the show, of course, have a good one.